Podcast Answer Man, episode number 395. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Well, hello everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Podcast Answer Man. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft, and this, my friends, is the podcast devoted to helping you take your message, your business, and your life to the next level. That's right, my friends, it does not matter if you're brand new to this online content-creating world we live in, or if you've been creating content for many years, it, there's something we can all do to take everything we do in life to the next level. And one person taking things to the next level with a podcast is the Snoop Dogg. (laughs) Snoop Doggy Dogg. Um, I have not heard from Snoop Dogg since I was in college. Uh, I will admit that uh, there were some crazier days in my earlier uh, life. And I used to listen to Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre uh, for a, a short season of my life. Uh, back when he just got started. Uh, haven't followed him over the last several years, but uh, obviously uh, this man is extremely popular, widely uh, admired by a very large number of people out there. And this guy has probably a following that if he were to introduce the world of podcasting uh, to uh, he, it would it would make a significant impact in the mainstream, and so that's why I'm bringing up Snoop Dogg because he recently started his own podcast. In fact, if you look in iTunes, not that I follow ranking a whole lot, but I did. I was just browsing around and I, I saw that his podcast, I think it was number three in all of iTunes. So uh, you can tell that he's definitely. Just by launching a podcast out there with his following, he was able to immediately rise to the top of the ranks. And, uh, well, I checked out his podcast. I went and subscribed to it, uh, not because I'll stay subscribed to it by any chance of the imagination, but I will tell you, I listened to two full episodes. Uh, I started one the other day, but then uh, I listened to two full episodes this morning as I was getting things ready uh, to go out of town for a day. And uh, I will tell you that, um, you know, the, the language that is used, in the, I mean, it's, it's the N-word and every other word you can imagine throughout the entire episode from the minute you hit play until the end of the episode. But in spite of the fact that, oh, and by the way, it's the, uh, it, the, the podcast is called Snoop Dogg's GGN uh, Double G News Podcast, or it's GGN, so Double G News and what he it's an interview based format show and he is in a place that he calls the smokers studio and i'll let you guess what they're smoking uh while they're in that studio and he basically interviews other uh hip hop artists or i i guess that's called hip hop or gangster rapper or whatever he 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 interviews other uh folks and i will tell you there is if you can get beyond the language, if you can get beyond some of the other stuff. Um, if if I were in the music industry, coming from that culture, that background, 
um, this would be an extremely valuable podcast. I, I'm not kidding you. I, I'm looking at this totally objectively, and Snoop Dogg actually has a pretty decent podcast. In fact, I will tell you, let me see if I can tell you what episodes I listened to. Um, the first one I listened to was episode number eight this morning with K Camp. All right, never heard of K Camp. And then uh, uh, the one that I was just finishing up was uh, podcast episode number seven, and it just it's labeled official. Okay, so listening to these two episodes, I believe there are some things that podcasters could pull from this in. Uh, and, and business owners as well, uh, the people who are online business uh, business owners or digital marketers or whatever you, content marketing, whatever it is that you're into, um, there's something you can learn from Snoop Dogg. Now, obviously, Snoop has r- risen to the top of his industry, and a couple things just off the top of my head, I should have thought these things out and written them down and given you the list in order and, and stuff like that, but this is just coming off the top of my head. Number one... Snoop has a desire to give, um, use his platform to shed light on others. This is something that I absolutely admire about him. Uh, one of the things that he's done is, is in his interviews, he's always talking about the positive. He, he brings up the positive things that have gone on in other people's lives and rather then having somebody come on and, and toot their own horn, he makes it a point to toot other people's horns. And not for, you know, not just to, you know, blow smoke or anything like that, but you can tell that it's genuine and and that he wants people to know that, you know, the, the people that he's invited as a guest on his show, uh, there's a reason why he's invited them there. That that they have they have come, they have worked hard to get to the place where they are to be recognized in the music industry and to be recognized by him on his podcast. And the other thing that I love is that he consistently pulls out of his guests people that they should, you know, who do you want to give a shout out to? Who do you want to to put on the radar, if you will? And I really enjoyed um, the one with K Camp, the there was he he gave a shout out to so and so, and he's like, see now he's on the radar. He says this this dude just put you on the radar. He used some other language, but uh, <laughs> anyway, it it it's great. I loved Snoop's ability to to use his platform to shed light on up and coming people. Now, somebody that I know that does this extremely well is Chris Brogan. He focuses on shedding light on people who are up and coming and I think that's something that that I admire about Chris Brogan and it's something that I always want to try to do uh you know more of myself I've been I've had a history of doing this in the past and sometimes I I lose sight of how valuable that is and so for me listening to Snoop Dogg's (laughs) Double GN podcast guess what I I actually was inspired by it to take my podcast to the next level uh, what are some other things <clears throat> that I heard in there? Um, I, I, you know what? I think that, that those are the two things. Number one, giving shout outs to other people uh, and celebrating, celebrating the success of others. So those are the two big things. Use your platform to shed light on other people, especially those who are up and coming. And number two, uh, celebrate the success of others. And and yeah, so th- that's it. 
Anyway, um, I I don't imagine that a, a huge contingency of my audience are going to go out and subscribe to Snoop Dogg's Double GN podcast. But here's what I can tell you that is great about this podcast. It is going to take podcasting even further into the mainstream. Um, and, and I mean in a very, very big way. I predict that this is going to have a powerful and tremendous impact on the podcasting space. That's it. I, I, I saw it. I was excited about it. And those are my thoughts on the Snoop Dogg podcast. So there we go. Podcasting continues to be taken to the next level. All right, the next thing I want to talk about in this week's episode is just a little bit of a note, a little news item for those of you who are fans of Facebook, um, and I mean actually Facebook page owners. Now, I personally do not own a page, a fan page. Uh, of course, I don't think they're called pa- fan pages anymore. They're just called pages, but uh, I, I do not have a page on Facebook. I, I continue to use my Facebook personal profile as my main platform of sharing on Facebook. I recognize that not having a page, I don't have the added benefits of Facebook advertising and stuff like that. And I noticed just yesterday, because I was gonna actually pay to promote one of the posts that I made on Facebook. And it was I went to go to pay to promote it. It was normally like six or seven bucks. And the option to pay to promote my personal post was no longer available to me. And if you guys know how to do that, head over to podcastanswerman.com slash 395 and leave me a comment. Uh, but anyway, it, it, it's not that important. Well, you know what? I'll, I'll just share with you real quickly. Uh, the post that I was trying to, uh, that I was trying to promote yesterday was, and it is, uh, it started out with, do you want to know why I, I'm working out six days per week, every week? Do you want to know how I've lost 30 pounds in the past three months? If so, if so, I share. I'm sharing this extremely long Facebook post with you, and it is a very lengthy Facebook post. So if you want to see that and you're following me anytime around Saturday, March seventh, it should be pretty easy for you to find. In fact, actually, let me just do this real quick. One second. Okay, so I just uh, set up a short URL. You can go to podcastanswerman.com/slash/that-post. All right. If you can remember podcastanswerman.com slash that post. Hey, do me a favor though. If you are listening to this podcast and you go to podcastanswerman.com slash that post and you read what you what I've written in that very lengthy post, would you do me a favor and just leave me a comment and say, Cliff, I heard about this on Podcast Answer Man. I just want to know how effective uh, what I just did was, and you can help me know that by leaving me a comment. Anyway, so here's the here's the thing. I don't have a personal or a a business or even any kind of uh, Facebook page myself. I chose not to do it because I don't haven't done very much advertising, and I found that I was cross posting my content between my personal and my business page. I realized my personal account was getting far more interaction. And, uh, and and so I decided to, to delete all of my pages and went with personal instead. Now, uh, there have been a couple times where I've regretted doing that, uh, but not so much that I've actually, you know, decided to relaunch a, a page. However, the story that I want to share with you guys, for those of you who are page owners on Facebook, 
Uh, just a little note that you're probably going to start seeing a drop in the number of likes that you have on your page starting on March 12th. This comes from a blog post that Facebook recently released. Uh, it says Facebook will re be removing certain inactive accounts next week from pages like counts, a step that will probably result in page owners seeing a drop in page li in likes. The blog post on Facebook says um, here, it says to make audience data even more meaningful for businesses, we're updating the way page likes are counted by removing memorialized and voluntarily deactivated accounts from page like counts. There are two reasons for this. Well, first of all, before I go into the two reasons, just so you know, a memorialized account is one where Facebook has been notified that the person who owns the account has passed away. So this person is no longer living and they consider that to be a memorialized account. Um, and then of course there are voluntarily deactivated accounts. Um, anyway, it says here two reasons for this. Uh, the reason why they're gonna start removing these uh, memorialized and voluntarily deactivated accounts from your, your like count on your pages. And they say first, it's because it will improve business results, giving businesses up-to-date insights on the people who actively follow their page and making it easier for the businesses to find people like uh, to find people like their followers through tools like lookalike audiences all right and then second it says Facebook also wants to make a make business results consistent with individual users experiences all right so anyway Facebook says that it already filters out likes and comments that are generated by deactivated or memorialized accounts from individual page posts already. So this has already been affecting our own personally, our own personal uh, Facebook profiles if you happen to look at Facebook Insights, which I, I didn't even know existed. <laughs> but uh, anyway, it says here, the decrease in likes will begin on March 12th and should continue over the next few weeks. And the social network says that uh, these removed likes represent people who were already inactive on Facebook. So you shouldn't be too upset about it. These people were not active anyway. Although there are, I bet you there will be quite a few people who are a little bit upset about this because for some people, your your number of followers or the number of likes, it's, it's a vanity sort of uh, uh, status symbol. And some people, I think, put a lot of a lot of um, emphasis on on their identity in those numbers, and you know, just just know that Facebook, uh, uh, starting on March twelfth, you may start to see a little bit of a dip in those numbers. So, just wanted to make sure that you knew about that, and if you saw the numbers drop uh, because you're checking your Facebook stats all day long, uh, this might be why it's happening. All right, the next story that I want to share with you, I'm going to read a blog post from usmagazine.com pretty much uh, word for word because this story really stuck out to me personally. Um, it has to do with trolls on Twitter. <laughs> Easy for me to say, trolls on Twitter. Anyway, this is a story about Kurt Schilling and he tracks. it says here, Kurt Schilling tracks down daughter's harassers on Twitter. Now, I have no idea who Kurt Schilling is, but I imagine he's a baseball guy, right? Uh, because, and, and that'll be become obvious as a result of me reading the story to you. Uh, but I, I don't have a sports bone in my body, so I only knew that because of the story. I, I've, I only first heard about Kurt Schilling 
as a result of this story. So here's what this this post on US Magazine, and I'll have a link to this article in the show notes over at podcastanswerman.com slash 395. Anyway, here's the story. It says, warning to all Twitter trolls, your actions have repercussions, especially if your ugly comments are directed towards former baseball star Kurt Schilling's daughter. The productive, protective dad turned detective on Monday, March 2nd, when he na- named and shamed a couple of young guys who had been harassing his daughter, Gabby Schilling, via Twitter and hiding behind social media aliases. The situation, and by the way, isn't this, I, I don't know about you guys, I deal with this from time to time. There are some people, matter of fact, just this week, somebody created a, an, a, a Twitter alias just to troll me on Twitter. Somebody heard something that I shared in last week's episode. They went in and created a Twitter profile just to send me an at reply of something very negative and 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 hurtful. Now, thankfully, I was able to look through and, and find that this wasn't a real human being uh, because I, or a real account. I, I clicked on it and I saw that this person has two tweets and they were both directed at me and that's it. And uh, I simply, you, you know, you can go into their profile and just scroll down and hit report for spam and block this user. And so that's exactly what I did. But I deal with this from time to time. I don't know if you have yet or not. And if you haven't, that's awesome. But be prepared. When you stand out and stand up for something, uh, regardless of what that is, and you have strong opinions one way or another, uh, there are going to be people out there. And, and oftentimes, the more success that you you seem to achieve in life, the more this starts to come up, uh, or the more frequently this comes up. But anyway, let me go back to this uh, Twitter trolling story here. The situation began last week when Schilling congratulated his daughter via Twitter on her acceptance to college where she'll be playing softball. And this is the tweet. It says, congrats to Gabby Schilling, who will pitch for the Sav Regine Seahawks next year. The Proud Pop wrote on Wednesday, February 25th. There followed a host of kind and congratulatory messages. But among the happy replies and some lighthearted jokes that fellow students were looking forward to dating his daughter came a few lewd, gross, and extremely unpleasant messages. There were tweets with the word rape, bloody underwear, and pretty much every other vulgar and defiling word you could likely fathom began to follow. Schilling subsequently explained in his blog, I was a jock my whole life. I played sports my whole life. Baseball since I was five until I retired at 41. I know clubhouses. I lived in a dorm. I get it. Guys will be guys. Guys will say dumb crap often. But I can't ever remember drunk in a clubhouse with best friends with anyone ever speaking like this to someone. He continued. His solution to go dad mode, track down who two of the guys were and publish their information right below the screenshots of their inappropriate comments. This is what he wrote. The sports guru, yeah, he's a DJ named Adam Nagel. Uh, DJ is a bit strong since he's on the air one hour a week on Brookdale Student Radio at Brookdale Community College. Schilling blasted. How do you think that place feels about this stud representing their school? You don't think that this isn't going to be some nice compilation that will show up every single time this idiot is Googled for the rest of his life? What happens when a potential woman he's after Googles and reads this, he wrote on his blog. The other clown, he added, 
He's a VP of Theta Psi. I think that's Theta Psi. Anyway, Theta Psi fraternity at Montclair University. I got to believe that if Theta Psi is cool with a VP of one of their chapters acting like this, I'd prefer to have no one I know in it. And also, does anyone attending Montclair University have a student handbook? If so, can you pass it along? Because I'm pretty sure that there are about 90 violations in this idiot's tweets. Since Schilling's actions, both Twitter accounts have been deleted and Brookdale Community College released a statement on Facebook saying the student involved had been suspended. The former VP of Theta Psi fraternity who went by the Twitter handle Hollywood was later outed as Sean McDonald, now a graduate working part-time as a ticket seller for the Yankees. As soon as his identity became public, he was fired immediately. Jason Zillow, the team's director of communications, told the news outlet NJ.com, we have zero tolerance for anything like this. Schilling was pleased with the outcome. These boys have yet to understand one of life's most important lessons. Schilling wrote later on his blog, in the real world, you get held accountable for the things that you say. And if you are not careful, that can mean some different things. So there you go. That I, You know, here's the thing. I went in, and by the way, if you go to usmagazine.com where I'll have a link to this story, it has a link to the actual blog post from Kurt Schilling. And he even goes into detail in his blog post that thinks, you know, I know some people are going to be, man, lighten up. You got these guys fired and it was just a couple words and, you know, probably very harmless. And and he links to some stories about people who have been cyber bullied and and people who have committed suicide as a result of this. And and also, if you would read, he actually does have the screenshots of those two guys and the things that they said on Twitter. And let me just say this as a dad. Uh, you know, I think he was pretty pretty darn restrained in, in his response. Anyway, the reason why I share this story is just because, you know what, T- trolling is real. This happens. It's, it's out there and, you know, this, it's, it's unfortunate that some people really do believe that you can hide behind an alias and nobody's going to find out who you really are. Um, and, and the interesting thing is that, you know, this is not a tech genius that, that, uh, Kurt Schilling, as far as I know, isn't like this tech genius, but it only took him two hours to do a little bit of digging and to find out exactly who was the real person, the real identity behind some of these aliases. And, you know, they ha- there are some pretty significant repercussions. And, you know, depending on how long uh, he leaves that blog post up, he's absolutely right. You know, he's th- these two guys, when you Google them, um, that blog post is going to be right up there. Uh, one of the first things that's on the internet about who they are and the kinds of things that they represent could last with them in a lifetime. And, um, you know, here, here's what, what value can we pull out of that here for Podcast Answer Man? And I'm trying to think about it because, you know, more than anything, this story just really struck home with me because probably because I often deal with uh, trolls myself. Um, but the other thing that I can say is that it's important for us to be careful how we criticize others. Um, you know, I'm not perfect and, and certainly I've been criticized, but the reality is, is that I've, I know that myself that I have struggled with criticizing others. Now, I don't necessarily always go to a blog post or a Twitter or Facebook. It's one thing to give criticism, uh, which I've certainly done in Podcast Answer Man, 
But I, I recognize that even that isn't the greatest thing for me to do. Uh, I, I'm reminded of a book that I read that really helped me a lot. Is It's called How to Win Friends and Influence People. And while the t- title of that book really sounds like it's going to be a book that's going to help you manipulate others for your benefit. Um, and, and I've heard a lot of people give that sort of feedback. But it, this, isn't a, this isn't about how to win friends so that you can influence people. But it, it, it's how to, how to live a life that, it, that, that people want to, how to live a life in such a way that you're the type of person someone would want to have as a friend, all right? So that's one half of it. And, and it is how to live a life that is influential, that is, that is one where, where you have the ability to influence people for good. And one of the things that is in there is, is it says never argue or complain, you know, and, and, and don't criticize others. And, eh, you know, it, it, it's a little tough sometimes, but it, it's one thing that I have to remind myself about is, is being careful to not criticize others. And just know that when you are criticizing others, um, it can oftentimes say more about you than what you're saying about them. And I'm, I'm just reminded of that myself. And also, I'm, I share that to say, I'm kind of glad to see a couple trolls get kind of what was coming to them for, for the inappropriate things that they say. I mean, there, there, I think there's a line where you can go. I mean, certainly, um, you know, the, the person who I had mentioned trolled me this week created a, a specific Twitter account just to say some negative things. That person didn't cross the line at any, by any stretch of the imagination. It was, it was annoying. Uh, and you know, it was certainly meant to to take a knock, a knock against my self confidence and and whatever the case may be. But you know, I I kind of let let it roll off and uh, not affect me as it might have affected me back maybe nine years ago. Uh, but um, anyway, the reality is though is is that um, there is a line, and we have to be careful about what we say of others. And and usually bringing down others doesn't really do anything to bring ourselves up. Yeah, so there you go. Anyway, uh, real quickly, I have not checked this out, but some of you are very aggressive users of Instagram. I use Instagram uh, myself personally on a daily basis to post uh, selfies or after my workout, which by the way, did you guys know that selfies of your workout routine or anything related to your health and fitness, they're now called healthies? It's spelled H-E-A-L-T-H-I-E-S. So, uh, yeah, healthies. I, I'd never heard of that. And then all of a sudden, uh, somebody had told me that this week. And then other people were referring to my, my selfies as healthies. So, I guess it's, it's a thing now. But anyway, um, speaking of trolls, I noticed another story out there on the internet. This is from BGR.com. And I have not used this program called Spotless, but it's an iPhone app that can automatically delete troll comments on Instagram. Now, let me read this to you. It says, Instagram is a growing community of 300 million people. App developer Kasaba Labs said in an email, Instagram users love to share moments and photos of their life. Every day, the number of photos shared is increasing. At the same time, irrelevant spam, promotion, unwanted comments are out of control. You cannot enjoy your favorite celebs page because it's filled with spam comments. Many people complained about this on their Instagram uh, and Twitter page. Uh, Let's see here. The company continued. We developed Spotless app that will delete spam spam Instagram comments automatically. Using the app is remarkably easy. 
the app runs in the cloud and uses keywords for filters. So for example, if you don't want people posting comments on your photos asking for shout outs or follows, simply create filters for shout out and follow. Uh, moving forward, any comments with either of those words will automatically be deleted shortly after they're posted. Don't worry, Spotless will never delete comments posted by users you follow. Spotless launches on Thursday as a free app for the iPhone and its full description follows uh, let's see, follows below along with the download link. Anyway, I'll put a link to this article in the show notes at podcastanswerman.com slash 395. Um, here's the thing. It's, it's, I haven't tried it. I haven't gone and looked for Spotless yet. Uh, it sounds to me like it's just an app that you download and you can set up, you, you would probably, you know, authorize it to act on your behalf inside of Instagram. And it goes through and it's consistently looking in the cloud. It's looking for keywords that you might have on a blacklist. And anybody that posts anything with those keywords in it um, will automatically get deleted. It, it will automatically go in and delete those for you. Um, so and, and if it's done on the cloud and if it's done that, then the iPhone app sounds to me like it's just an administrative panel tool. And so if they can do this on the app, I'm wondering why isn't this on Android and why isn't this just available on the web as well as a web app? So maybe that's coming. I don't know. But uh, if you happen to have a ton of spam comments or troll comments on your Instagram feed, then uh, maybe that app could be helpful to you. All right. um, Let's see here. Last thing that I have, I just want to read to you guys an email that I received from somebody who is not a troll. Uh, Jennifer Kaufman uh, emailed me about um, her podcast recently. And by the way, her podcast, this is my personal plug of the week, the Delightful Life Podcast. And she had written, she says, Cliff, I just realized listening to episode 393 that I never thanked you. I am one of those people that didn't need podcasting A to Z because I'm a huge nerd and sucker for doing things the hard way. I mean, learning on my own, but benefited so much from your free information. I am a writer who has listened to podcasts since 2005 when it was hard to do and I, and I was inspired to start my own after one of your why presentations. Not even sure where I saw it originally. I began listening to Podcast Answer Man at some point thereafter, several months ago, and was inspired by something you appear to throw in about life in general. Though now, I've learned, of course, that this is really who you want to be, inspirational and encouraging, far beyond the tech stuff. I proceeded to use diagrams and gear reviews, plus one of your smaller paid tutorials, etc., that I got discounted from a podcast appearance or a summit or something that you were participating in. All that to say, I clearly can't even remember the details about when, where, and how I came across your stuff, but I'm thankful that I did. You were simply the largest influence and resource in my initial stages of learning and had no idea other than maybe a shout out or two on Twitter. I launched my show, The Delightful Life, back in October. I have so much to learn still about the finer points of podcasting, but I have to say, and this is hard for me, that it sounds pretty darn good and launched really smoothly, thanks to what I've learned from you. Beyond that, I am encouraged every time you wrestle with or lately just talk about what you want your brand and your mission to be, because providing that kind of life encouragement is all I want out of my podcasting career. 
Thank you for being transparent and honest, but also just plain generous with your knowledge. Despite being probably just one or just 20 miles from you, I look forward to tracking you down in San Diego and to say hi and thank you in person at Social Media Marketing World. Well, Jennifer, thank you so much. And uh, it, you can find Jennifer at Jennifer Kaufman. That's K-A-U-F-M-A-N dot net. Jennifer Kaufman dot net. She has the Delightful Life podcast and she did start back in October and she's already on episode 19. So, and it says here, it's the description of her podcast. It is finding delight in our family, in our day-to-day lives, and in one another. Finding balance between our home and our gifts and our passions outside the home. Finding support in community, parenting, self-development, balanced living, and encouragement. And uh, she's already got several five-star reviews in there. So, Jennifer, again, thank you so much for the very encouraging words, and I can't wait to see you in San Diego, and um, who knows, maybe I'll see you at a a local event that I might host here in the Next Level studio before too long. All right, folks, it's been another crazy week here. I, I shared last week that I was having a little bit of a hard time getting back into work mode. This week hasn't really been all that much different. I've been able to maintain inbox zero every single day. I've been able to do the absolute bare minimum requirements of what's necessary to to keep my te- my to-do list from building. Uh, but there are a couple projects that I have still put off all week this week. Um, th- the good news is that I feel very confident that on Monday uh, and uh, throughout the rest of the week here that I will make some great success, uh, um, progress. That's the word some great progress towards some big goals. And once I get any one of those things on my to-do list that's on there next, if I get one of them done, it will have so much built momentum behind it that uh, I really look forward to the energy and creativity that will come as a result. So look for big things for me to come in the future. And uh, the other thing that I will just share with you is I am still very much struggling with the consistency of the released the release schedule of this podcast. Part of me thinks that, you know, hey, I, I put out an episode last weekend. Uh, I think it went out on Sunday. Here I am recording this one on Saturday, March 7th, and I'm going to try to release it here before I, I head out the door to go to Columbus for the day. Um, and part of me thinks that maybe I might actually push for a weekend and, and just move this to a a weekend release, and uh, that that's a very real possibility. Um, and the with the desire of maybe recording the episode earlier in the week, but I'm one of those guys who, you know, some people talked about, you know, hey Cliff, maybe this is a perfect time for you to start batch processing. You know, uh, and I bet if you don't know what that is, it's where you record maybe three or four or five podcast episodes back to back, and you do it one day per month, and then you just schedule those to be released each week, and. I've done that before with some other podcasts that I've hosted, and for me, I feel a little bit more disconnected and disengaged from my from my my creation, if you will, my 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 work, my the 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 community even. And oftentimes, when I record something, I even though I might have recorded something today that's not supposed to be released until three or four days from now. Oftentimes, it's very difficult for me not to immediately want to put that message out into the world. So we'll see. Um, just know that I am struggling with that. 
I'm not uh, complaining or, or whining about it, but uh, I share the fact that I'm struggling with the release schedule since I took away my live show Thursday and it's no longer something where I literally have to be at a certain place at a certain time because certain people will be there. Um, I, I, I share that it's a struggle for me uh, because I know that oftentimes this is a struggle for you guys. And I just want you to know that even after so many episodes, well over 3,300 episodes of 30 different podcasts that I've produced since 2005, I still struggle with some of the basics like consistency uh, when I don't have it on my schedule every single week. So um, what that means is uh, I, I will develop some sort of plan uh, very soon to, to get myself beyond this and I will try to find a way to make this consistent. And uh, what I'm going to say is, is for right now, I, I feel like I want to just tell you that either Saturday or Sunday, you will get a new episode of Podcast Answer Man. I think that's going to be the new release schedule. Used to be Thursday or Friday, but now it'll be Saturday or Sunday. And uh, consistency is what I want to go for. So even if I record it earlier in the week, I'm going to hold it <laughs> because I need to. All right, that's it. I'm going to uh, say, oh, you know what? Podcasting A to Z. Uh, head over to podcastingatoz.com. Uh, there is the next session. It's going to start May 25th and I already have four spots sold. Uh, now, that's not a lot of spots, but there are only going to be 30 spots available. And if you have not, uh, if you've been thinking about taking Podcasting A to Z and you are seriously considering taking the May 25th course, I certainly... I uh, encourage you to sign up as soon as possible because I do only have 30 spots and most of those spots are taking up approximately three weeks right before the course starts. Now, we've got plenty of weeks between now and then, but uh, because there are three months between uh, different sessions of A to Z, that those are going to sell out. So I'll tell you what, I'm just going to end with the promo for the, show, for the course and uh, I'll let that take us out. So... I'll talk to you all next week. Until then, I encourage you to take everything you do to the next level. Are you thinking of launching your own podcast and don't know where to start? You could have your own high-quality podcast online in just under four weeks, even if you have absolutely no technical knowledge about how podcasting works. Intrigued? 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 Since 2006, Cliff Ravenscraft, the podcast answer man, has trained thousands of people on how to launch a successful podcast. Cliff has coached top-ranked podcasters such as Pat Flynn, Michael Hyatt, Michael Stelzner, Dan Miller, John Lee Dumas, and the list goes on. Podcasting A to Z is a four-week group training course that leads you step-by-step through the setup of your very own podcast. Not just the technical side, but also the mindset that goes into creating a successful show as well. One thing is at the end of four weeks, you will have experienced one of the best investments you can make in taking your message to the next level. To learn more details about the course, head to podcastinga2z.com. Podcastinga2z.com. Podcast. Add some